0: here's my favorite rant for the day excerpted from our podcast which you can find over at tom hartman.com
1: welcome back to the tom hartman program i'm alex austin filling in for tom and uh i'm gonna just go to steve in chicago steve you're on the air
0: Yes, I wanted to make a couple of points, and uh, with regard to the previous caller, I, I certainly respect her opinion, but I, I think that, that there's a fallacy at work here. That she's confusing correlation with causal relationship. There are all sorts it's of true. things that happen. During this time frame, I mean, in in the late 1970s, we start to see a a decline in terms of the stability that Americans feel about their lives, their economic situation. You know, after four decades beginning, you know, with the end of the uh, the Great Depression until the late 1970s, Americans consistently saw a rise in their standard of living. A uh, stability in their lives, and then all of a sudden that falls off a cliff, and it's not a coincidence that in the 1970s, by the way, before these drugs were introduced, is when we had an all-time high crime rate in this country. So you know, it it just doesn't add up. the The question isn't the drugs, which again, as you pointed out rightly, you know, we are overprescribed sometimes. It's that the the conditions that cause us to need these drugs are are what was aggravated during this period, so S- and therefore, Steve, you, you had a
1: lot of times. A lot of times in science, you know, they, in social sciences, you say it's the, it's the other Z's, right? So the correlation causation, there are a lot of factors going in and controlling for all those factors is part of what makes social sciences a science. Uh, And if if it was simple, it'd be simple, but it's very complex.
0: Right. In the Latin, post hoc ergo proctor hoc. After, therefore, because of. So after something happened, therefore it caused it. But that's not the case here, I would argue. And I really called in with regard to the, the, the whole question of student loans and so much else. And I think you're right that in an ideal world, I would love to see us pursue agendas on multiple fronts. Now, at the same time, there is this question of political overreach. Every time One political party, one political ideology came into power. There was always overreach, and then there was huge backlash. And I would contend that, yes, I'm for eradicating all student loan debt if we could in this country. But in the interim, how about this? How about that? You know, we charge students no more than we did the big banks during the bailouts in terms of interest. So at the very least, you know, you're paying one percent, a half of a percent of interest, because that would be a huge weight lifted off the backs of students. Just in terms of the reduction in, in, in interest rates, even if we say you know you, you still owe the principal, okay. But we're going to do this for you because it's the, at the very least it's what we did for the banks, and the same thing with regard to, uh, for instance, uh, medications and other healthcare devices in Europe. You know, there's a there's a wonderful system in place that provides single payer healthcare. Drugs are still you know fairly expensive. There's still a profit mo- motivation there. There's still companies that make huge profits in Europe yet the system works much better than ours. So I would argue for incrementalism as opposed to the backlash that we could face if we all of a sudden decided to try and flip society on its head because, again, we've seen this in the past, you know, that silent majority is going to, you know, rise up and say, no, that's a little bit too much too fast. And so I, Steve, I would love to see that Steve, society. I,
1: I, I, I really appreciate your call, and uh, I'm I'm not going to strongly disagree with you. Um, I I... I'm a big believer is, as long as the goal is the same, there are many paths there. So if your goal is to eliminate student debt, to cancel it, and part of the things you're working on is you support anything that increases the economic security of those people with student debt, you know that's a step along the way. But I think the goal is key. And then the disagreement here is that I don't buy, and you know I obsessively read history. I don't buy that silent majority thing. That's what they always say. That's literally never happened. It's never happened that there is this big backlash from this political overreach. You can like, you can say on small areas, but it is not a fact by any means. And the big thing is political overreach is when you try to do something uh, that the people don't want. Uh, But when you're actually being bold and visionary and really going, aiming high on things that people really want, right? So when we talk about expanding Medicare to cover everybody, again, there's a lot of ways to get there. But you poll on that and you're talking about 80% of the people who believe that the federal government should be involved in guaranteeing health care. When you talk about expanding Social Security, you're talking, again, about 80% of the people. Not the Democrats, not the left, including independents and Republicans. Uh, you know, my organization, Social Security Works, we've polled this every which way. And you cannot find a demographic slice in America where expanding Social Security polls under 51%. A majority of everybody wants to expand Social Security. Same thing on prescription drug prices. You, you, you really have to squint. Uh, far fewer people in this country... I'm sorry. What I should say is more people believe in the Loch Ness Monster, many more people, according to the polls, than uh, want the government to not do something to decrease prescription drug prices. What I mean is over 90% of the people in polling... Say the government should do something to lower prescription drug prices. And again, that's the goal. So we're going to talk about one step that way. I've brought up another step that way. And this isn't about turning society on its head. That's the big thing that I disagree with you on. Uh, Besides the fact that there's this quote unquote silent majority out there, that's just never, that's just a made up term that uh, generally the reactionaries use to scare people. Um, about doing things that are genuinely popular with the people. And uh, so I'm not disagreeing with you that there is uh, the that we should be supporting things that are aimed in the right direction. But incrementalism for incrementalism's sake makes absolutely no sense at all. Like incrementalism in addressing the fact that climate change is slowly uh, but surely destroying the world means that there is no world for us. Like We better go bold and radical on these issues that need bold and radical solutions that also are extremely popular with the people. And the only ones arguing against it is big money power. Um, So Steve, thank you so much for your call. We're gonna be joined by Stephanie Kelton to go uh, at length on the economic boon that canceling student debt would give us. Uh, So stick with us on the Tom Hartman program. I'm Alex Lawson, filling in for Tom Hartman, and we've got a great show for you. We are talking about aiming high, big, bold ideas, Medicare for all, lowering prescription drug prices, canceling all student debt, and how to tie all of this together. We need a media revolution, which is you and me. We are it. So check us out. On Twitter, on Facebook, TomHartman.com slash podcast, and right here on YouTube.